Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to equip you all with the latest evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, soon to be author of The Science of Nutrition out December the 30th, 2021, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, we are going to be joined by guests, all of whom are experts in their field, so that together we can all learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with our trusted expert advice. Are you struggling to stick to a routine and find your mojo? Well, you're not alone and there are endless options available to us that we can utilize to inspire others to hit our exercise goals and to keep us accountable. Elevating our fitness alongside supporting our mood and overall health is incredibly important, especially this time of year. So this week's Food for Thought sees personal trainer Bradley Simmons and I discuss how we can get the most out of our workouts and continue to reach our evolving fitness goals. Hello, Bradley. Hello, how are we? Oh, hello. I am very well. Thank you. Um, thank you for asking. I think we should definitely start, I think, this episode by kicking off with the fact that gyms are, of course, open. And um, as you know, a personal trainer yourself, you must um, have missed them, I suppose. But do you think the culture around going to the gym has, has changed? Do you think it will ever be the same again? I think during lockdown, especially, so many people got results from working from their home that a lot of people won't actually go back to the gym. Many of my subscribers, for example, have said, it takes me 40 minutes to get to the gym. I do an hour workout where I don't really know what I'm doing. And then I've got travel to work. Whereas if they can work out from home, straight from straight into their living room or the comfort of their bedroom, maybe wherever they want to train, they get results and then they can get straight into work. So um, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that enjoy um, going to the gym. They can't mm. work out from home because they can't get into that mindset, mm. which I totally understand. But everyone's different and everyone likes different things, don't they? Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think we, we've got used to the um, simplicity of not having to drive anywhere, um, yeah. not having to get in the car. And I've got to say, I kind of really like, apart from when technical glitches happen, I like being able to work from home a bit more. But in terms of setting goals, what do you think 
I guess are the benefits of setting fitness goals if we're going to acclimatize to this strange new time? Yes, well, setting goals allows you to be consistent and consistency is the key to have results to be successful. Mm. Um, Many people, if they just work out from day to day, don't really know what they're doing, they don't set themselves a goal, they don't have a plan, they don't have a vision, then you're likely to get bored, you're likely to hit that brick wall, you're not likely to be consistent. So for me, setting a small, a big goal is great, but set yourself small goals to reach that big goal and you're more likely to stay motivated, inspired, especially if you're you're using a guide or you're using an online platform or you've got a personal trainer coming to your house. So for me, that is is so, so important that you set yourself Mm -hmm. small goals to be consistent. Right. So short term instead of long term. Do you think that's where a lot of people go wrong? They're they're, they're thinking too big. Well, they think too big uh, and it takes a lot longer than, let's say, two, three weeks to get that big result. Um, For me, I do 12 week transformations and sometimes 12 weeks isn't enough. So you have to set yourself a big goal, of course, because that's that's a vision. But then there's the small goals that you have to set um, um, to get there. Because the journey, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Like I always have to remind my clients, it's a marathon, yeah. but you definitely get there. And it's the journey so good because not only physically um, do you succeed, mentally as well, you become a stronger person mentally after that journey. Yeah, I mean, I've been really interested in, obviously fitness is it's what you do. It's a huge part of your life, but I'm sure that, it maybe wasn't always that way for you. I mean, I know football was also um, on the cards, but what makes a, a good fitness goal then? How, how do you keep to inventing yourself to have new goals? Because it must be hard once you've kind of reached a epitome of fitness. A hundred percent. I think you've got to always challenge yourself. So you can't stay in your comfort zone. So for example, if you're a runner, uh, and you you set yourself a goal, let's say two months ago, to hit 10-kilometer run in 45 minutes, and you've hit that, and you're constantly doing 45 minutes, 45 minutes. Now can you set yourself a goal to hit 42 minutes? And how are you going to do that? You're going to do with extra training in the gym. It's not just running. You've got to strengthen those glutes. You've got to strengthen that core. You've got to do some high-intensity sprints as well to get there. So you constantly have to challenge yourself. And if you don't challenge yourself, that's, again, when you get a bit bored and you could potentially hit that brick wall and, and, and lose that motivation. So for me, you constantly have to challenge yourself. And that could be surrounding yourself with other people, people who might be fitter, stronger than you, coming out of your comfort zone and going to a gym class, which might be a little bit more difficult than you're used to. And again, you're just testing yourself, which will challenge yourself. And obviously, you're going to come out a stronger, fitter person. I mean, there are times, obviously, in our lives, like I, I love that. And, and I, I've been through a phase, I think it was after obviously having a baby, just feeling mm-hmm. I just had no motivation whatsoever. And um, I think, what are the signs, first of all, that you're overdoing it and the signs that you're underdoing it? <laughs> 100%. Well, during lockdown, because I was keeping my, um, my followers and my subscribers active i hit a brick wall myself because i was doing so much training i was doing six and i'm still doing six live workouts a week and it gets to the point yeah it's exhausting and i was getting really bad problems in my back in my neck Um, my knees were tired my ankles were tired and i was absolutely exhausted so you have to listen to your body and sometimes rest is actually more important than putting yourself uh through exercise and through hard work so listening to your body is very key um I think obviously nutrition and good sleep is really, really important mm. for that. Uh, but 
Do you know what? Sometimes when you're feeling a bit unmotivated, it's cold, it's getting colder, for example, now um, the sun's going away. These are the times, especially during winter, where people kind of just stay on their sofa, they wrap themselves in a blanket mm. and just stay, stay put. But as I always say, these are the months where people really should try and stay as motivated as you can. And that's the best way is by investing, um, investing, getting yourself some new fitness gear. So do you mm. know what? I'm really excited to wear this new fitness outfit tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do that by doing a workout. I can't wait. And I'm going to go and see my friends. Um, me and my friends, we have this thing called Thursday Club. So every Thursday we go to a gym called KXU, where it's almost like a social mm. event as well. So we do the workout together. We socialize. We have some food after. And it's almost like a social event as well. So maybe adding that into your regime is going to keep you motivated. Again, you surround yourself with other people that are inspiring, um, have got lots of energy. And that is so important as well. That's such a good idea. And I will say for any um, any mums out there, I put my gym gear on in the morning and then if I get a window or if the baby sleeps, because yeah. I'm already wearing it, yeah. <laughs> it's just an added incentive to do it, I think. And I think it's also confusing. The terms, I think they can be very useful, but also a bit toxic at the same time, rest days, because yeah. they are so important for recovery. But what does one actually look like for most people, would you say, a rest day? Well, most people, when they think rest day, they think literally sitting down, doing nothing, eating a few donuts. You know I mean? <laughs> for me, a very good rest day is going for a nice active walk. Okay, mm. that could take 20, that could be 30, could be 45, could be an hour, depending on your fitness levels, could be an hour. Then it could be a bit of mobility, a bit of yoga, a bit of meditation, going into a nice Epsom salt bath, relaxing, oh, yes. having a good massage. So finding ways to completely rest is also looking after your body, not staying still. Definitely doing some mobility is so important, especially if you're doing a lot of high intensity training. When you say, sorry to interrupt you there, but just to explain to our listeners what mobility training looks like, because I think all these terms can be quite confusing to a lot of people. Yes, of course. So mobility is another way of stretching your body, stretching those joints, stretching those muscles. We can become very tight and very stiff, especially if you're doing a lot of exercise. So what we have to do is foam rolling is, is another way to uh, stretch mm. and to mobilize different type of exercises yoga is great for mobility um and just moving that body so my what i love to do because obviously i'm doing lots of training and i have to look after my body if i want to be consistent uh, if i see my business as longevity because if i don't wake up then obviously my subscribers they can't get their workout in so for me um i go for active walks which is for me the blood flows around the body which is allowing my body to recover um I do lots of stretching. I do some yoga. Stretching about 10 to 20 minutes is all you need to do. Yoga, you can do a 30-minute class in the evening. That also helps me to unwind and helps me relax before I go to bed. Um, and I get the foam roller out. And I've got the thing called a Theragun. And so in those areas where you're really tight, especially in my chest, in my glutes, for example, in my shoulders, that just helps that blood flow around the body, which helps your body become nice and, I guess, less stiff yeah oh we all do you know what we all need we all need to <laughs> yeah yeah worse than having a bad back or tight what i find is tight hip flexors has always Ooh, been hip flexors are the ones i know oh hip flexors are the ones it's horrible because when i do do a workout and i haven't worked out for like two or three weeks that seems to be my life at the moment but when i actually yeah. get around to doing it i notice that i can't do exercises as well as i used to because they're so tight um is that foam rolling that would help with with that 
Um, foam rolling helps the blood flow. So what you need to do is stretch. So foam rolling doesn't help stretch the muscle. That blood, uh, uh, foam rolling just allows the blood flow around the body. So what you need to do is you need to do certain exercises, stretches to really stretch those hip flexors. Oh, when you have stiff hip, uh, stiff hip flexors, especially as being a footballer, I remember having really bad hip flexors. It does affect your mobility, your range of movement, and it can be very frustrating because, like you said before, you can't move your body like you want it to. Mm-hmm. You can't be as effective. Your performance drops big time. So that's why it's really important to take 10, 15 minutes out of your day to have a good stretch before and after your workouts. Yeah. The boring bit. The boring bit. <laughs> But you know what? It may be the boring bit, but I think it's also quite meditative and I quite like yep. that like that feeling. Now, what about people that are working from home? So what time of, do you think there's a better time of day to keep motivation up or hit goals? Yeah, for me, I think the most important day to work out part of the day is definitely in the morning. Wake mm-hmm. up, get outside, get out of bed. Don't necessarily have to eat anything. If you want a bit of a shot of coffee to give you a bit of a caffeine kick, do your high intensity workout, go through a nice 30 minute run or... 30 minute walk where it might be a strength session that's going to give you those endorphins that's going to make you feel productive that's going to make you feel energetic and confident to go and smash the day ahead get in your shower groom yourself put some nice moisturizing cream on put some nice clothes on you feel fresh and you feel like you're ready to start the day for me that works a treat for myself and i know for my clients as well but of course if you're not a morning person that's fine you can do it midday but try and avoid high intensity exercise before bed before before I say around seven o'clock for me is a bit too late. Eight o'clock is a bit too late because for me individually, I struggle to sleep after that because your mm. brain is just like, wow, I've got all this energy. Where's this come from? So if you can use that in the morning, honestly, you're going to feel so productive and energetic. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense as human beings. I mean, I guess, of course, there's the case where some people can only fit it in in the evening, but I agree with you. Maybe the type of exercise they do should change if it's in the evening. Yes, definitely avoid high intensity in the evening. Definitely go a bit more chill, so a bit more strength training, a bit of yoga, yeah. a bit of Pilates maybe. If you are going to go for a, a run, make sure it's not too intense because you might you do struggle. Some individuals might not, but I know a lot of clients of mine and myself, I struggle if I work out in the evening. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%. And you've worked with a lot of different types of clients. And um, I guess when you're working, does it does it differ when you're working with, I don't know, VIP celebrity clients versus <laughs> versus us? You know, I think people would like to know, are they the same? <laughs> yeah, of course, they're the same. VIP celebrities are just normal beings. They're just, yeah. they're just famous. They've just got a name. We're all the same. Um, obviously, when I train athletes, that's a little bit different, because you've got to be a bit more specific. Um, but the everyday person is your VIP celebrity as well. They want to get fit. They want to get healthy. They want to get strong. So nothing changes at all, really, with nutrition or training. Again, it all just comes down to consistency and putting that work in. Um, all right, these VIP celebrities, they might have the time to do it. Um, mm. But some of them are really busy and they put the work in. Um, so, yeah, we're all the same. I mean, men- mental health wise, uh, you've been through um, a lot. And, and I guess what about... Um, on a, on, a, on a slightly different subject what about the time you should be working out for and I guess is there a difference when it comes to working out to make you feel better for your mental health mm-hmm. versus working out to achieve a goal like a fitness goal yeah so for your mental health a five minute workout in the morning five minutes of high intensity five minutes of stretching five minutes of yoga is perfect that's going to help your mental state if that's going to make you feel productive going into the day feel energetic physically wise High intensity wise, you only need to do 30 minutes. 
really got to push yourself. Strength-wise, 40 to an hour for me is is, is really beneficial because obviously you've got your rest periods in there as well. So, yeah, so time is, is important when you want results when it comes to physical. But for mental, it literally could be five minutes if that's going to make you feel better. But for me, if you see yourself results physically-wise, that's going to give you confidence. Mm. So for me, they both come in hand-to-hand. If you can be consistent with training at least 30 minutes a day, five times a week, then ideal. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, as a nutritionist, we should touch on nutrition here as well. 100%. Because... I would, I mean, I know I'm biased, Bradley, but I do believe that nutrition almost has a bigger impact on if someone's looking at aesthetic goals rather yeah. than training for, you know, mental health and strength, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Nutrition is so, so important. And I learned that when I was at QPR in my footballing days. Uh, I was training so mm-hmm. much in the gym, uh, but then I was going up and having two massive bowls of pasta. I was having mm-hmm. ketchup with my my breaded chicken. Didn't look after my nutrition, basically. So I wasn't seeing the results um, I wanted to see. So for me, that was when I first started looking into my nutrition and I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's so, so important because not only does looking after your nutrition make you look good whilst you're training, but also it's so good for your brain power uh, mm. and for your mental state as well. As I say, a healthy gut is a healthy brain, right? It's your second yeah. brain. I'm really, yeah, definitely. We love a good mm-hmm. gut brain access reference. And then with, um, I think it's the saying, isn't it? You can't, um, oh, what is it? Put fuel in an empty tank or you can't run on it. What is it? You can't yeah. run on an empty tank? Well, basically, you wouldn't put diesel in a petrol car. <laughs> That's it. Would you? That's it. <laughs> you wouldn't put diesel in a petrol car. Uh, so you wouldn't put bad food in a human being. So, yeah. Make sure you consume good, healthy food and that's going to yeah. fuel you correctly when it comes to your physical exercise and also your mental state as well. Yeah, most of the time, eat the best you can in order to, I guess, yeah, feel great. And are you um, a believer that people should be um, tracking their food or setting targets with it? So when I have clients when I do transformations, for the first 12 weeks, I like my clients to track their macros and micros. I think through that 12 weeks, they can learn a hell of a lot. Uh, it's a really good edu- educational journey. And then after that 12 weeks, they go, wow, I've learned so much. I understand how many calories is in this and this and this. I can understand how much my portion size should be. And then after that 12-week journey, they go, wow, I've learned so much. It happened to my sister. My sister came to me and said, Bradley, I'm training really hard, but I'm not losing weight. What am mm. I doing wrong? Mm. So Connie, we're going to start tracking your calories. Mm. And she goes, I don't want to do that. It's obsessive, Bradley. It's obsessive. I said, Connie, please just trust me. 12 weeks. And now she's really good. She knows exactly what's in what and how much to eat. And it makes a big difference. If you're tracking your macros and micros all the time, of course, that can be obsessive. If you're going to a restaurant and saying, no, sorry, I can't eat that. I don't really know what macros is. That's that's not healthy either. So you should have a healthy relationship with food. But sometimes people need that educational because us in Britain, we eat too much. Our portion sizes are too much. Uh, and people will be shocked to, to figure out how many actually calories are in certain things. Yeah. And, you know, it's so it's a very interesting um, topic, the calorie one, because yeah. obviously for some people, like you've mentioned in Connie's case, it is quite useful and it is important. I think it's good to be aware, especially if you have a certain goal and if it is a body awareness goal or an aesthetic goal, it is something that will help. And of course, in the retrition clinic, we do that with some of our weight loss clients. Then there's the flip side and anybody just go and have a listen to the episode I have with 
Professor Giles, um, Giles Yeo on calories, because we know as well, calories are 120 plus years old. So of course the calculations are out of date, yeah. but it will make a difference if you're looking at those body goals. So we have to understand more about food and know when to switch it on and off, but just a little trigger warning to anybody listening. If this is going to be something that you find is not good for your relationship with food, then don't go there. Um, yeah. I always say you have to be in the right headspace yeah. and right mindset to start a journey where you're, you're doing calories and stuff. So if you're someone who has like a, uh, 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 let's say a bad relationship with food mm. i wouldn't recommend it but yeah. if someone who's just looking to really improve i guess their their appearance because that's their goal then it's something definitely to do but do it alongside a personal trainer or nutritionist to help you and guide you properly yeah precisely mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And let's move on to a debate that I think is on social media at the moment and actually worldwide. There have been Netflix documentaries about it now. Yeah. Um, and that is vegan athletes following. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to confuse the word plant based and vegan because they're different things. But um, what are your views um, on this? Will it help or hinder training? Honestly, if you do it correctly, uh, it, it's completely fine. I know many athletes who are vegans. Uh, they're some of the fittest, the strongest people I, I know. Um, so it doesn't hinge your performance at all, unless, unless obviously you haven't done your research. If people go to vegan, become a vegan and haven't done their research, uh, then of course it's not going to help their performance because you still have to get those macronutrients in. You still have to get the proteins, the fats, the carbs, etc. In a lot of vegans obviously struggle getting those proteins in. So you have to do your research. It's so so important. But if you do it properly, it doesn't affect you at all. Um, and that's just through knowing certain people and obviously doing my own research as well. So definitely give it a go. Uh, but you're definitely going to have to change up your diet. There'd be a lot of different ingredients I'm sure you haven't tried before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, and I can which is fun, though, which is fun. It's yeah. Different. I completely agree. I'm a bit fed up with people discriminating against people's dietary choices because it, it's such a personal thing and there's so many reasons behind it. And you can achieve so many wonderful things on every type of um, 
you yeah. know, chosen method of way of eating. Um, okay, so what about other areas of our life we can expect to benefit from exercising? I mean, we, fo- we talked about mental health a little bit and we talked about body goals. Is there anything else you think that really is going to benefit us from exercising? Well, obviously your cardiovascular health mm. is so important, you know, especially during COVID. How many people unfortunately pass away because they probably didn't have a stronger cardiovascular health than others. So it's really important that we do exercise every single day. It doesn't have to be a marathon. It doesn't have to be high intensity training. It could just be being more active, going for those faster walks. Instead of jumping on the bus every day, can you walk that two miles? Do you mm. understand? So it's just improving our health. Uh, you don't have to become an athlete, but you do have to become a more active person. And that's going to benefit your health big time. Yeah, exactly. Now, nice. I could talk forever about these subjects, but we have lots of questions from people for you, Bradley. Okay, we can. Um, so sorry, I know you haven't seen these, but let me um, just trying to think which one to start with that we haven't covered. Um, a lot of people are interested in what you what you do, um, which mm-hmm. I know we might say over time, you know, what works for you won't work for everyone else, but yeah. it might be quite motivating. So someone said, do you, Aaron, Aaron said, do you do cardio alongside your strength training or does it slow down muscle growth? Um, so again, it depends on the individual and their body type. I'm very fortunate where I gain muscle quite easily. Uh, so I actually have to tend to do a lot more high intensity workouts because I gain fat quite easily. Um, um, so I tend to do a lot of high intensity and luckily for me, my muscle mass stays put. But if you've got a different body type, then obviously you're going to have to change your training. Mm. For me, what I like to do, I like to mix my cardio and strength. So one day I'll do strength, one day I'll do cardio, one day I'll do strength, one day I'll do cardio. I train six times a week, so I have a good balance. Um, and that's what I do with my life workouts. That's the schedule at the minute. Uh, last month, we did a strength challenge. Every day was pure strength. And the previous month to that, everything was high intensity and cardio based. But this month, we're focusing on a bit of both, which is my favorite way to train. So important to train your heart, the cardiovascular health of the yeah. cardio, and to help maintain a, a, a lower body fat percentage. And obviously, your strength is so important, building that core strength building that muscular frame to make sure we have a good posture and it's so important is it everyday activities become easier when we're stronger healthier human beings yeah oh 100 percent agree it's it's the everyday activities i think people forget about like carrying the shopping home or, yeah you know, being able to power walk or run for the bus yeah it's more important that we train in the gym for those reasons and actually looking good it's yeah. as we get older can we still play with our uh with our with our children with our grandchildren yeah. can we still be active these are the these are the things that people don't really think about so i'm thinking okay if you're not training now if you're not healthy now what are you going to be like in 50 years time when obviously mm-hmm. you want to see your grandchildren grow up for me my goal is to be like my granddad he's a big inspiration of mine he's still at the allotment every single day oh. he takes my he takes my younger cousins to school he plays football with them do you know what i mean that, that's mm-hmm. a big inspiration to be able to do that at his age which is like nearly 85 now wow. it's a big inspiration yeah it's a big inspiration so and he's got a very healthy active lifestyle and it's so so important Oh, that's so nice to hear. And, you know, it is quite inspiring, I think, for even for myself, because I love running around after. I mean, his favorite game at the moment, my, my boy is, um, you know, hide and seek and peekaboo and stuff. And I'm yeah, running around the plus. house like a mad thing. Um, but another question we've got from uh, Rose, let's do Rose. She said, I've started running 5Ks during lockdown. I think a lot of people are doing that actually like couch mm-hmm. to 5k's and stuff but despite regular training over the last few months i've really struggled to run any further do you have any advice 
Um, so when she says she's been training, has she been doing lots of strength training alongside her running, or she just been running? I okay, don't if know. she's okay, if she's someone who's just been running, 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 of course your body needs to become stronger. So you need to gain stronger hamstrings, stronger glutes, stronger core strength, um, and that's going to allow your body to go even further. Have you got the right running trainers? Have you got the right running gear? Are you staying hydrated? Are you looking after your nutrition and your recovery? These things you have to have an athlete mindset. Even if it's just for five k. If you want to be able to do that six, seven, eight, get up to 10K, you need to put yourself in an athlete mindset, which we all can do. We mm. all can do that. We might not be Olympians, but we can put ourselves in an Olympian mindset to be fitter, stronger people. So definitely do some strength stuff, build those glutes, build those hamstrings, build a stronger core. And obviously that will help you for sure. Yeah, exactly. Really good advice that I think mindset, there's a lot to be said for mindset um, with a lot of yeah. things. And we actually have a few episodes on how to create a positive mindset or, you know, um, create happiness, which is quite interesting with the psychology behind it. But sure, yeah. it would benefit exercise. Um, Hannah has said, I'm going on holiday in a few weeks. I wasn't planning on doing any exercise while mm -hmm. I'm away. Does that mean I'm going to lose my muscle? Look, she might lose a little bit, but once you're on holiday, relax. If you don't, I don't exercise when I'm on holiday because that's my time to recharge and just completely chill and let my body recover. Um, and I enjoy what I want. I eat, I drink, I enjoy my holiday. So don't worry. Muscle memory is a thing. So once you come back from holiday, you hit hard in the gym again and your body, your muscle memory is going to be there. You're going to gain that muscle back. So for my clients and people who I train, if you want to train on holiday, then that's you. You do your thing. If that's going to help you enjoy your day, then great. Wake up. Go for those nice sunrise runs. Perfect. But if you're someone like myself who likes to do completely chill on holiday, do it and don't feel bad about it because you can come back once your holiday's finished and you can get back into a healthy routine. No problem. Yeah, I have to say when I um, obviously hadn't exercised for a long time and then I do, it does hurt a lot more as well. And you tend to see the results differently to if you work out all the time so it's um yeah it's very different and I think this is we'll take one more question um I'll, Layla I think this is quite appropriate because I think a lot of people will be feeling like mm -hmm. this pre-lockdown she said I used to enjoy exercising but now I feel I'm obsessed by it how can I create a healthier relationship with exercise oh that's a good question I think having a social aspect to it so training with your friends is good seeing your friends benefit from it as well so obviously you're a fit person you train regularly can you now help others do it as well uh, that can give you a nice relationship with exercise once again and slowing down maybe doing something different maybe doing some yoga doing some pilates to allow your body to slow down and you can test yourself with a different method of training that can give you that challenge that can give you that, that I guess that goal to then obviously do something different and benefit yourself so that's Brilliant. yeah that's a, i've never been asked that question so it's, it's, it's a good one <laughs> good well layla thank you for that and we're now going to move on bradley because i think we've answered a lot of those questions there yeah um to our fact or fiction round are you Ooh. ready for this let's go here we go if you could answer fact or fiction to the following questions you okay. must work out every day to achieve your fitness goals fiction it's okay for your goals to change. Fact. If you exercise enough, you don't have to worry about what you eat. Fiction. <laughs> I think that's one of the big ones. Um, you constantly need to push yourself in exercise. Fact. You should exercise no more than four days a week. Fiction. If you don't feel out of breath, you're not training hard enough. Fiction. Thank goodness. Um, stretching after exercise will aid recovery and help prevent injury. 
fact. Exercise is the quickest way to lose weight. Ooh, this is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> that alongside healthy nutrition, being in a calorie deficit is a fact. Yeah. Um, everybody, combination of both. Yeah, exactly. Everybody needs a personal trainer. Fiction. Doing something that you enjoy is the biggest factor in achieving your fitness goals. Fact. That's it. That's the right. Well done. Bradley, that was so concise. You were just on it. Did I get them right? Were you happy with my answer? (laughs) You're the expert (laughs) here, not me. Did you? Well, I like to. Did you disagree with any of them? We have a little chat about the one that maybe disagreed with. No, I actually thought you answered them all perfectly. I found it interesting that you said no to everyone needs a personal trainer. And I really respect that because obviously as a personal trainer yourself, it's quite nice to hear people saying just the reality of it. You don't have to have one. Well, look, I guess I'm, as in one-on-one, you don't because of there's new platforms. Like I've got a new platform now. We've got thousands. We've just got under 5,000 subscribers and they train me every single day. So maybe I am their personal trainer, but I'm also training everyone. So I guess I'm guiding them. But one-on-one, you don't necessarily need. There's loads of things out there as well. Um, But of course, if you're new, if you're a beginner and you're new to different types of techniques and you're going into the deep end, you could get yourself injured big time. So having a personal trainer for a bit worth the investment to make sure your technique's right, uh, to make sure you're going into those exercises properly so you don't get injuries. You're doing those exercises correctly so you get the most out of that exercise so you succeed and you get those results. So having a personal trainer definitely has its perks. Uh, It's quite expensive. So there's other ways around it for sure. Amazing. And I have one final question for you. And this is um, one from me. Have you ever had one standout client or experience with your personal trainer that you'll remember forever? Myself? Yeah. Uh, I think it was just the the first day I met John Terry was I was it was a bit of a starstruck uh, (laughs) moment when he wanted me to train him. uh, And we did a really good session that will always stick with me. I was very young. I was what 20 at the time. So um, that was a class experience. Training your idol was class. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, not many people get to meet their idols. So I'm sure that was um, an incredible (laughs) experience for you. Um, I'm sad because that does nearly wrap up our episode. But we always finish uh, with a a take home message of food for thought. And I think I'll start by saying that I think movement can take, you know, so many forms. And I don't think I fully understood it before I became a parent. But for me, running around after my toddler gets my heart rate up, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I prefer going to classes now than going into the gym itself. You know, things can change. You don't have to put pressure on yourself to do one type of workout. And I like what Bradley said at the beginning about setting short term goals as well as long term, because, Sometimes I also find it overwhelming, I think, if you're thinking too far ahead and it, it, it may not be productive. So the, re- the rest days are important, whether you're training for a marathon or aiming to do one push up, your goal should be personal to you. And comparison, I, I think comparison is so hard, but I, I do feel that sometimes a lot of people may look towards different body aesthetics and think, oh, I just wish yeah. I had that. I always say never compare, use people as motivation and inspiration, mm. but never compare yourself because we're all completely individual, all completely mm. different. So we can use someone else's energy or mindset as motivation, inspiration, but don't use their like physical appearance as like don't compare because we're all very different. Yeah, that, that's such a nice message. And do you have any other nugget of information, food for thought you want to give our listeners today? 
just find something that you enjoy because when you enjoy something it's easy to stay consistent and try and include your friends with it because exercise is a great way to socialize um if you spend most of your time in a coffee shop uh, catch up with your friends why not do that with a yoga class pilates uh, or a fitness class um it, it's it's very very fun um and you get the benefits from it socially yeah. and physically i love that bradley thank you so much for coming on food for thought today absolute pleasure thank you if you are enjoying food for thought you are going to absolutely love our up and coming episodes so if you don't already make sure you're subscribed that way you will be the first to hear it every monday it would also be brilliant if you have the time to leave a review these reviews are so crucial to make sure that we can reach more people and of course reach those higher highs in the charts For more information about my nutrition clinic, the books, healthy recipes, and so much more, please visit nutrition.com. You can follow me at nutrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, don't forget The Science of Nutrition, my latest book, will be out December the 30th, 2021. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.